Now that's a parking spot. Introducing the I may have underestimated the size of my car policy with accident forgiveness from American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote. Find an agent. Visit AmFam.com. Optional policy features not included in base policies. Review policy for coverages and exclusions. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI, and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Blizzard are always so much fun. 
But hey, I guess it could be worse. We could be living in Hawaii and getting like three feet of snow because that seems how everything works nowadays. If it's warm, it's snow. Yeah, whatever. So, first things first, Mike, I want to talk about something that has to do with national issues, but it kind of plays into it. For the last week, well, since front page every single day in Ann Speaker here in Hazleton, Pennsylvania, the double homicide that happened here in Hazleton, PA. Um, males killed two other Hispanic males on Wyoming Street. Now, Hazleton is notorious, of course, because it, it got put on the national map, so to speak, because of the, the Indians that were being presented one letter, the Illegal Immigration Relief Act, and that kind of fell by the wayside in court, and nothing has been done with it whatsoever. But nevertheless, I was told a while back that everything is better in Hazleton now. We no longer have problems in Hazleton, so I have no argument left in Hazleton, Pennsylvania. Well, for those who are listening that are familiar with Hazleton and are under the false that Hazleton is somehow this soft and tough enforcement city, it's not. Okay? No ordinance was ever passed here. Nothing was ever done. 287G was never applied for to give our law enforcement the powers of ICE agents to arrest and detain illegal aliens, etc. And crime has been on the rise. And obviously, I'd like to see anybody getting murdered in our streets. And my heart goes out and prayers go out to the families of the victims. But just so happens, of course, that the victims were all illegally in this country. And the suspects at large are also illegal in the country. So it yet again goes back to the, the question or the point or however you want to phrase it, that are things really better? Has crime not been on the increase? It has. And, I mean, where where do we see enforcement or something being done to prevent these things from happening? It's non-existent. Now, Wyoming Street in Hazleton, PA, there's a police substation. That substation has an officer in it for years, and this is no fault to the Hazleton Police Department. It comes down to budget and cut, and them actually firing officers instead of hiring. As the city grows, we lay off officers. As the city grows, we shut down one of the two hospitals. I mean, it just gets better and better and better. And the new mayor of Hazel, Pennsylvania, Mr. Joseph Yanuzzi, announced, and it's funny how this, this ad runs right next to the story about the double homicide, about tougher enforced initiatives being in place and are going to be starting in Hazleton. Tougher enforcement, more officers to control blight. Blight, ladies and gentlemen. For those who are unaware, blight is a cover for somebody could drive by your house, not like the way your your yard looks or think it's too big, and actually enforce blight enforcement and tell you that we're going to be taking a part of your yard, or you have to change it or find. That's what blight is. Blight is a code name used for the globalist agenda, UN 20, um, United Nations Agenda 21, which is about bringing all small municipalities together and taking away local government and making it all under one body. And it's real globalist initiative, if you will, to try to basically take away everybody's local town rights. 
be no more mayors, be no more this, no more that. It'll all be under county rule, which we've seen past here, Luzerne County, PA, with home rule. So as shootings continue in Hazleton, crimes on the rise, break-ins, attacks, everything else, illegal businesses popping up in half-doubles all happen to be in Spanish. No legal permits or justification that they're allowed to legally have their business there. We can test easy knowing that we are going to enforce blight. So I just want to give a big shout-out and thank you to Hazleton and their city council for yet again a job not well done. Thank you. Mike, I'm just out my little voice from the, the local scene here. Sorry. I, I don't know. It's it, it wrong to be pissed. I mean, <laughs> do you see something... Not right there. Is it just me? Well, what I, what I see is another effort by, uh, by you know, politicians and the media to distract people from what the real problem is. And uh, it's been something that's been going on for quite some time. I think a lot of people are starting to, you know, wake up to the fact of what's really going on around all around us. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of that's due to people actually paying attention to what's on the Internet. Now, Brad, there's still some major nuts out there who are passing a lot of crap on the people. But there's also a lot of things that you're not going to hear on, you know, CBS, NBC, any of those things. And uh, and the fact is that, the, you know, the illegal problem is increasing on the rise. It's like you said. They've been saying for, what, 10, 15 years we've had 20 million illegals. We well, had 20 fine. million illegals in 1990. I mean, what, they just stopped coming after 1990 and we still only have 20 million? No. It's probably like 35, 40, 50 million but they don't want people to understand that. They don't want people to realize how much of a problem this is for us. That's right. And, uh, it, it, you know, people have to learn that uh, you can't just turn on your TV and expect to hear the truth anymore because it doesn't come out. It, it, there's, I, I personally believe there is an agenda, and uh, you mentioned, uh, what was it, UN 21 or whatever. Now, yeah. I, I don't know the specifics of who's doing what. But I really believe that there is an agenda by a, uh, probably a larger, powerful group of people to keep us all in the dark. To what reason? I don't know. But I've see, seen and heard enough things that I don't see on TV that I know are true that I'm like, well, why, why aren't people being told this? Why? There has to be a reason. Now, I'm, I'm not an all-seeing, all-knowing person to be able to give people the answer for what it is, but it's there. There is There are things going on we are deliberately being kept in the dark about, and people need to watch for it and need to learn what really is going on. Yeah. Well, well said. I mean, it, it just goes to show you how you know, the, the big-time politicians just desperately want to bleed out any local voices because local voices would actually uh, explain a problem. They would be out of line, if you will, because if you hear from small-town USA and say, hey, our town's going we need help. Well, that doesn't look good for your demographics, your voting population. So we must silence that and make it look like, well, just because one city's not doing good, I mean, the little town next to it, they're doing all right, and the little town next to them are doing okay. So therefore, there must be no problem. It's it's just the ignorance is bliss angle, and it disgusts me. You know, it's just something that it continues to go on and on and on. And no matter how many people are awakened to it and speak up about it, it seems like it's only getting bigger, it's only getting worse. And here we are, yet again, the bill, and living basically in a danger zone, if you will, because nobody wants to do what's necessary. So, 
If I might take a minute to uh, bring up something else, it's actually been something I've been wanting to bring up on past shows, but I've never really had much of an opportunity. And, Dan, you might have brought this up in the past before, but we both have a mutual friend. His name's Dan Amato. He's on a site called Digger's Realm. I'm sure a lot of people have read it. Dan, you probably know the story I'm about to bring up right now. Do you you have an idea or no? I think so, but I'm going to let you roll with it. (laughs) Okay. It was pretty much towards late summer or early fall where Dan had broken a story in Laredo, Texas, about uh, members of the Las Vegas gang crossing the border and taking over American ranch houses in the United States. Now, Dan has is, let me tell you, everybody, anyone who's listening, I have no qualms whatsoever with anything Dan says. Dan is not a glory hound. He does not report things just to get people to pay attention to him. I've had numerous discussions with Dan. I don't know. I haven't met him for a long time. But from the times I've talked to him, the guy's a straight shooter, and he doesn't screw around. If someone comes to him with a story, he checks it out. He checked it out as thoroughly as he could, and he was convinced that the story is absolutely true. He later on had proof that it was right, but guess what, folks? You never heard of it in TV or the media. Do you want to know why? Because it was gagged. Why is this being kept quiet for everybody? Why was Dan sacrificed to make it look like he was making up a story when, in fact, he wasn't? And why wasn't this covered on NBC, something big? I personally, as American, would want to know if Mexicans cross the border and forcibly take, throw people out of their houses, you know, I think that's something important. I think it calls for people to pay more attention to it. But, of course, again, an agenda to make sure that people don't understand what's going on or hear what's going on, probably because it would then create a backlash towards people actually wanting border security so people wake up to how much of a threat it is. It was silenced. Dan was discredited. Discredited in the journalistic community, discredited in his online community, a man who's made his life being honest and reporting everything directly to you was humiliated for telling people the truth. And I think that's ridiculous. Damn straight. And you know what? I'm happy you brought that up because that's something that that can't go without being addressed. On on our past radio shows, we, we brought that up as it happened. And Dan Amato, this story was checked by first Kelly Dvorak, from San Diego Examiner, she's the one that first got the reports from inside journalistic tips from a whole slew of contacts in Texas, and then reported by Jeff Schwilk of the San Diego Minuteman. And Digger, Dan, was the first one to actually run and put the whole story out in its entirety and talk about what's happening. And everybody said, well, uh, local law enforcement said that nothing's happening. And, you know, the government in state media, everybody else steps in and says, there's nothing going on. It's all some type of hype to to try to generate some publicity. Well, you said it well, and I'm just going to reiterate your words, basically. Amato is the last person in the world that does things just for hype or publicity. He has taken a path in his life, dedicating his life to immigration enforcement and national security and giving a voice to the victims of crimes of illegal aliens, etc., 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 and he could have gone a million different directions. He's one of the best reporters, investigators uh, that is out there today. And he could have done so many things, but he dedicated his life to this. He saw the importance of it and the relevance of it over 10 years ago, before it was ever modern or mainstream. So he doesn't say things just to say things. He says them because he's checked it. And believe me, if anybody knows Dan Digger Otto, you know that Digger will find out everything and anything. He'll find out 
what the officers were drinking in their car, if it was coffee with vanilla creamer or half and half creamer. I mean, he is amazing. So they they did a good job at squashing this story, which, like you said, was later proven correct, but got no play whatsoever. And all right, so to that argument, all right, let's let's just say, all right, well, if nothing did happen, whatever. Okay, so we don't have armed militant militia members coming on American soil and killing and kidnapping and taking property and having gunfights in the streets. If that's what you believe, then obviously you haven't heard about the second largest kidnap capital of the world, namely Phoenix, Arizona. What do you think goes on there? What do you think armed militant cartel come across, do their grant take ransom, murder, gang violence? It goes on and on and on and on and on. And this is record. This is known. This is reported. This was reported by all the mainstream media. And of course, we know Arizona was treated for trying to do something. But here's your example of if Dan's telling, even if you believe that Dan isn't telling the truth, okay, how do you de- how do you debunk that story? How do you debunk the truth of what's gone on in Arizona? You can't. What's going on in San Diego? You can't. New Mexico? You can't. Other places of Texas? You can't. Bob Krentz being killed in his ranch by an illegal alien cartel from Mexico? You can't. You can't deny it. It's true. It's factual. It's happening. And it's happening every single day. And mainstream media wants the ignorant side. They don't want you to talk about it. Immigration is not a hot issue right now because the summer has passed. Arizona a whole new light on the immigration battle, and everybody was talking about it. Now, we're talking about, well, the Republicans, they passed a repeal for health care. Um, that, that warrants constant and consistent national media attention 13 times an hour in the form of emails, continuous 24-7 news cycle coverage. That's what warrants the attention? Come on, people. I think that you're all smarter than that, and you see through the facade that is, right? And and going going off on the Republican House repealing health care, okay, so they kept campaign promise. Do we think that the repeal is going to get passed in the Senate controlled by liberals? No. Therefore, they did nothing. They showed disapproval of Obamacare, but are they going to it? No, it hasn't even begun yet. B, they can't. Repeal means absolutely nothing until the Senate's replaced. So, really, what was just accomplished there? They spent the first two weeks in office basically, I'll give them this, they kept their word. They kept their campaign promise of repealing health care. Okay? They did. So, two weeks of- but essentially, it was a smoke screen in the first place. Yes. And they knew it. They knew yeah. getting into office by promising they do this. Yeah, we'll promise it. Everyone wants to hear it. We'll, we'll follow through on it. But we, we, they knew in advance it wasn't going to happen. Of course. Of course. But it was the right thing that people wanted to hear. So, therefore, they're going to elect these people and expect some type of miracle to be worked, and it's just not the case. It's just not the case. So, yet again, we have more politicians lying to your face, taking your money, working on your dime, your tax dollars, and doing absolutely nothing. You think they would have spent their time maybe trying to, I don't know, help 
fix the budget. Um, something with one of the 19 omnibuses, stimulus, or, you know, job creation, or one of the 9,000 different issues. But no, no. They spent all their time and money. And FreedomWorks and the Tea Party Express spent a lot of time raising money to pass a bill that essentially doesn't do a damn thing. So, just like in the first segment, big shout-out and big thank you to our new God-sent Republican-controlled House of Representatives. Thank you yet again for showing us that the real issues don't mean a damn thing to you, and you're going to waste our time and everybody else's because you're going to keep your campaign promises and make money in the process. Good for you. Thanks for doing nothing for your country. That's just bottom line. Whatever. Now, unless there's something you want to bring up here, I'm going to move into the next thing I want to rant about here a little, Mike. So, do you have anything you'd like to bring up at the moment? <laughs> Actually, there's a couple of things, but, uh, you know, we've, we've already started on some of the things that, uh, you know, that people aren't hearing about and stuff like that. I think I'm going to save mine for a little bit later into the program. So, if you want to turn into something else for right now, that's fine. I, this this one's brief. This one's brief. The okay. um, the good the good people at Freedom Works again because I love Dick Army and Matt Kibbe. I think that they are two low life, disgusting, vile, disgusting, disgusting, disgusting individuals that again rape and pillage <laughs> your money. They take from you to fill their own need and their own agenda to make more money for themselves. So, we're very much involved with the election of the new RNC chairman. Yes. Now, do I know the name of the person that was elected? I heard it. Do I remember? No. Do I care? No. But I want to say, and this is something that kind of burns me a little. When Michael Steele got elected two years ago to be the RNC chairman, Everybody was talking about it. It was it was a huge revolutionary moment for the Republican Party. The first time an African American was now in charge of the RNC, the chairman. The powers that be or the higher up individuals in the RNC, if you will, they didn't like Michael Steele because he had a lot of grassroots support. He wasn't just your typical evilist politician. He actually was somebody for the people, former lieutenant governor of Maryland, and he had many other job titles. But he was one of those individuals that really believed in the activist sense. He believed in the grassroots. He believed that the people should have the power. So he got in off of pure public support and pressure, and he offered something fresh, something new, something different, had a chance to really turn around the message, the foundation, and reteach the history, if you will, of the Republican Party. And it was such golden opportunity. And what did we get in two years? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Except her typical coy Sarah Pelosi emails that meant absolutely nothing, did nothing, and all it was are a repeat of whatever this Freedom Works email was, whatever this Tea Party Express email was. It was nothing. Now, a lot of people blame Michael Steele for poor leadership. He needs to be held accountable for dropping the ball. I definitely agree with that. I'm in no way defending him. 
But I think what they did with state party chairmen calling for his resignation just three months into him being elected chairman, and then again at six months, then again at nine months, then after a year, constantly showing no support, wanting his resignation because a staffer in a strip club and all this other crap and this little controversy that's created because I know – all of a sudden, the RNC chair was a newsworthy person, right? Because we always heard so much about the RNC chairman. No, it was a news cycle issue because it was Michael Steele, who wasn't one of the elitists. Therefore, they cut him down, shown him no support, didn't get his back, didn't defend what he was trying to do, gave him no opportunity to do anything. He was basically a laughing stock. And you know what? In some ways... I'm not one for feeling sympathy for anybody because you chose this life, but I kind of feel bad for him. I really honestly do because I think that he got a raw deal. Now, of course, he could have tried a little bit. Yes. Shame on the RNC for really, really not giving that man a chance to do some good for the party. And actually a message because all we have now is exact. and I hate I hate to say this. I do. But all we have is a Republican Party that is just like liberal paint, the party of no. And I hate repeating that because that sickens me. But in reality, what do they win on? Well, we're going to repeal Obamacare. We're we're not going to do this. And we're not going to do that. They looked at an issue that the Democrats were passing that got a lot of public scrutiny, and they said, well, what's the opposite of that? Vote for us. Did they give us substance? Did they talk about national security, immigration enforcement, creating jobs? What platform did they give us? Their version of healthcare fix? I know Ryan had a different model, but how far did that go? What did they offer us as a true alternative? Nothing other than, well, we're not Democrats. Shame, shame, shame on them. Because honestly, still being a registered Republican, I am more sickened by the Republican Party just with how they've acted in the last two years. And again, we get back to the fact how they, they support only the candidates they want. So if you're running in a primary and not the, the lapdog of the state RNC, you're screwed. You are screwed. Because they will not support you. They will not advertise you. They'll not give you money. They'll do nothing. They'll throw you under the bus, like was done to our very good friend and somebody that we admire in the world of politics, State Representative Darrell McCaff, when he ran for lieutenant governor. Number one ranked conservative in Pennsylvania. He is known nationally for the stance he's taken for the people with immigration, with taxation, with Second Amendment. But was he given any support by the, the state Republican Party of Pennsylvania? No. Nothing. Because he wasn't their guy. Sad. Very sad. Okay, Mike, your turn. I, I, I just want to bring that up because that was kind of burning on my mind here. Sorry. Uh, it's actually one of the things that's uh, kind of been bothering me, too. It, it seems like a lot of times, even before primaries, both parties are guilty of this. The whole primaries are supposed to be held for them to find out who the people support so then the party can support it. However, you find a lot of times that the party supports a candidate before the people have actually even said, hey, this is the person we prefer. They give money to people before they, before they even run into primaries. Yep. That's, not what a prim- that's, that's not what a party is supposed to do. They're supposed to listen to the people that are registered to their party, like registered Republicans. That's what primaries are for. Oh, this person is the one that 
the voters favor in the primaries. We'll support him. No, they say, before we even do these primaries, we're going to support this guy, push him, push him, give him money, put in everyone's faces. So that's the only name that they recognize. So, of course, they're going to vote for him. It's bought, but people don't see it that way. I don't know. It, it just it bothers me. Yeah, you know, it, no, it bothers. It's, it's money. It's money. It's money. You know that that's all it is, and yeah. that's what this whole thing's focused on. And you know, money pretty much does buy everything. And between the Republicans and the Democrats, they have all the money. Any other voice is silenced, and that money is centralized in a very central group in both parties. So you take their voice, or you have no say, no support, no money. No coverage, no votes. Mm-hmm. That's not how America should be run. Amen to that. That That's really an abuse of the system, an abuse of what America is supposed to be in American politics, etc. They will spend money, though, on silencing third-party opposition. Guaranteed that. That they'll focus money on to shut out those those third parties or different parties or independents because we don't want to hear from them because they may throw a wrench into things. They may say something that we actually agree with. We have to silence them at all costs. That's important, don't you know? So, yet again, the the BS continues, and we're force-fed it and say, well, you have to accept this because this is the way it is. And if you don't like it, well, it sucks to be you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you yet again for showing us just how much you really give a damn about small people, you know, pay your salaries. Uh, okay. The Another quick thing I'm going to get into, and, and I, I'll make this because I'm sure you're going to want to chime in on this one, is okay. a, a continuation, if you will, of the Tucson, Arizona shootings. Okay, Obviously, Representative Giffords is doing a lot better. Her, her position was downgraded to serious, which is a true, true, true win, and I'm very, very happy about that, and that means prayers have been answered, and we're grateful for that. We really are. And great. Okay. Now, our friends in Arizona, of course, performed their their wall of well-meaning individuals to block the Westboro Baptist churches that were going to come for the funeral of the nine-year-old this past Thursday. And thankfully, Westboro scumbags didn't show up. But did you see the pictures of how many regular, everyday citizens showed up to show, you know, their support and pay their respect? That was beautiful. And got to give a, a real shout-out to George Frankel, Valerie Roller, um, Rick Brown, Rick Henry, um, Brandy Barron, so many others there in Arizona did an incredible job. Riders Against uh, USA, Riders Against Legal Aliens, things of that nature, all those groups out there, kudos to you because you really you did something special there. And though we couldn't be there, we're definitely grateful for it and thank you for it. So appreciate that. Now, the continued political fallout, if you will, yet again, yet again, see the continuation of this it's wrong to call conservative violent individuals because comments made after the shootings yet still, because I subscribe to every damn email list I possibly can, still getting emails we need your money to defend ourselves against the attacks again, we said this last week and we're going to say it again profiteering and generating publicity, money, and notoriety off of a tragedy is one of the lowest things I've ever seen in my life. And you can't necessarily blame all the Republicans in general for that, obviously. But that 
has been the most piss poor thing I've seen in a long time. And Sarah Palin is still continuously using it as a as a platform, using it as a new issue of the day to get on TV for and the Tea Party Express and Tea Party Patriots all still raising money to defend against the smears. I mean, isn't it time to say enough? Isn't it time to say maybe this wasn't the right course and let's honor their memory, but shut up with the, the political side of things because it shouldn't be that argument. And it continues. It continues. And... I bring it up because it just bothers because it just shows how little decency there is, how little respect there is. I mean, it's not something for you to generate any type of hype over. It's something that, I don't know, it, it's wrong. It's just wrong. It's, not, it's a, such a simple word, but that's all it is. It's wrong. So when you say, how has the left handled, I've heard this on other talk radio shows, how has the left handled the Tucson tragedy? How has the right handled You know what? You both failed. I hear so many conservative pundits out there saying that the left, the left, the left, the left, the left, you know what? Certain individuals on the left said some stupid, stupid ass things. Yes. Congratulations. They own that. But people on the right are guilty of doing the same thing. In different ways, different means, guilty of the same. And shame on them. It's sad that we had to see this in national media, in email boxes, or anywhere else. It's just, it's really done in poor taste. And am I am I off keel here, Mike? I mean, am I? Oh no, no. It's it's actually one of the things I was going to bring up myself, and you kind of beat me to the punch. For those listening, we don't really get to talk much before these shows, so sometimes we we have our own agendas, and sometimes we click on these things, and sometimes we don't. But uh, this is usually how we plot out these shows, folks. Yeah. <laughs> right. That, that, that is my fault. I'll, I'll own up to that. On Sunday, we're doing a conference call before Monday show. So don't All worry. Right. But <laughs> no, we, we, you know, from the heart. And it's just, it's right and wrong. It's it's simple, blunt, white in your face. This is right. This is wrong. And in this, there's no win. Two wrongs. So who is ahead? And why is anybody gauging who's handling the argument better? Seriously, is that a public opinion poll that you want to have? Let's. How did we handle the murdering of innocents and attempted murdering of innocents in the national media? Come on. Yeah, well, it's uh, it really is disappointing with it. I mean, it, it you know it is like almost like oh let's let's gauge which side is reacting better. I mean, both sides should react the same. It, it's a tragedy. We should be in mourning. We should give it solemn respect. I don't know if you caught part of this. I caught pretty much the beginning of Obama's televised memorial service, where the crowd is hooting and hollering at a memorial. Yeah. I, I don't know if anyone else saw this or not. And going on like they're at a rock concert. You're at a memorial, people. Show some tact. Show some dignity. Show respect. And instead, you're carrying on like little children. And it's our fault. We've allowed so many things that should be common, you know, just, just common knowledge. Like, if, if you're there to respect somebody, if you're there to show sol, sol, you know, solemnity, you don't carry on like you're at a concert. Have some – I can't even think of the right word I'm trying to use here. But I think yeah. you follow what I mean here. 
it's it's a solemn occasion. Do not treat it like it's some sort of major event. It, it's a sad thing, and, and it's on TV. And instead of someone coming up and saying, "Hey, look, guys, what are you doing? Why are you carrying on like this?" They, they just it's just ignored. Like this is you know accepted practice. This is how people should act. People should hoot and holler. No, folks, it, it's it's a bad, it's a horrible event. You wouldn't want this happening to you, and you wouldn't want people cheering at a memorial service for it. What What's the matter with anybody who thinks that this is the way they should behave? But for some reason, rather than going having someone on TV say, God, you people have lost it. It's just passed over. Okay. And it, that, that in itself annoyed me so much I shut it off. When they, when they started cheering like that, I was like, what the hell am I watching? And click, done. You know... You've seen firsthand when people cheer at our rallies and things, okay, I mean that's that's a format where okay, people attend a rally, they believe in something, they you know, they show solidarity by you know, speaking up, you know, yelling, chanting, whatever. This wasn't a rally. You know? This this wasn't an event that wanted any such sort of reaction. And when they cheered when he gave the update about Representative Giffords, okay. All right, that I'll I'll give you that, that one little pass. But everything yeah. else—that uh, was—that was at the University of Arizona, I believe, too. And I got a further. <laughs> we have a lot of Arizona friends that listen to our stuff, and a lot of people that we obviously deal with. And let me just say, anybody else listening out there, that you know, of course, thank you. If you don't know Arizona, I mean, if you don't know Arizona. We were only there for a few days, but let me tell you something. I've never and. This is obviously this is true with so many great people in so many great states, and I'm not just singling out here. But in Arizona, I met, and I know that you would say the same. We met so many people that were just so giving and welcoming and accepting, and you know, caring and patriotic, passionate and respectful. It was just, it was a really beautiful, beautiful time of I know my life, and. What you've seen there, if you were offended by that, I assure you that is not any way a reflection of Arizona, even in the most minor of ways. Okay? That's not how the people of the state are. So, eh, I don't know. It shouldn't even be something that we have to address. You know? Uh, it, but it is, though, because things have, have slipped this far from the norm. Someone has to speak up for the rational and say, look, what you people are doing is wrong. You, you, yeah. you, someone has to because no one is. There's no voice for it. Yep. Oh, I know. Okay, I completely agree. I didn't hear this brought up anywhere. You know, nobody was talking about it. You know, you see emails going around and things like that, but was it spoken about in the national? No. No. Yeah, but at least thank God for the people that did send the emails because it shows that there are some people out there that at least have their heads screwed on straight. You know, but but again, it's another case of the media, which I completely – I'll say this once, I'll say it again. The media is controlled so that you only hear that, that whatever the people that control the media want you to hear. And they don't want you to hear that you're supposed to act with, you know, solemn respect at a memorial service. They want you to carry on like there's no tomorrow because they don't want you to think about what's actually going on. Yep. Mm-hmm. They want to be able to – they want to paint things their way, and that's all they care about. Whatever picture they're trying to put out there is what they want us to see. Nothing more, nothing less. That's it. Bottom line. And I don't know. 
it's just it, it's not something like you said you're you're right it's not something that we should have to address or chime in on but at the same time it is because there's not enough out there doing it for those who are and trying to see things for how they are and how they should be and you know what it's really all about thank you to everybody out there because you know what you you addressed this the correct way you showed due respect to everybody involved you didn't politicize the issue and you showed the greatness of America. The others, just disgusting and distasteful. And there's no other way around that. So, all right, your turn. I'm going to move on here. Okay. Well, this is one that, that's kind of been into me earlier this week because I had some friends that were flying this week. And I'm sure that there's people out there who have already run into this. And it, it's been covered a bit. This one actually has been covered a bit in the media. But uh, th- this. Uh, you've you've tried flying through an airport recently, I believe, Dan. Have you had to go through their new naked body scanners yet? Or no, no, I didn't have to be to that. Last time I was doing the airport was actually when we went. So we oh, were okay, still... I, th- I thought you had flown more recently. For no. for those out there who are familiar with these things, basically these are X-ray scanners that can pretty much see through your clothes and give a detailed body of basically you being naked. They try and claim that it's not that way, but it is. And uh, this whole thing was founded on the idea of a gentleman in, I forget, I think it was one of the African countries or whatever, who managed to get on a plane, not even in our country, mind you, but got on a plane and let off some sort of improvised device in his underwear. So something that did not happen on American soil that really wasn't conducted by Americans, in essence mandated this giant law where he had to spend hundreds of millions of dollars to dehumanize most American citizens into allowing them to photograph us naked. All in the name of safety. All I'm going to say on this, besides the total humiliating aspect of it, is people being scanned by radiation is not a good thing. There's a reason why when Dennis went to take an x-ray of your mouth, they wore lead-lined suits and usually were behind a wall. It's not safe. Don't let people convince you that it is. Okay? Being hit by any amount of radiation is not a good thing. I don't care how little it is. Although I don't believe it's as little as they say it is either, mind you. But radiation is not good. Forcing people to line up like cattle in front of a bunch of people ordering them around so they can be filmed naked is definitely not what America is all about. It's not what being a citizen in this country is all about. And, you know, you can claim it's safer. It's not safer, okay? Um, There's already been people with stories that, yeah, I had a gun on me or I had a knife on me that I I didn't think about. Um, The one guy from Mythbusters carried like a 12-inch serrated razor knife with him that he got onto a plane with. And he pulled out, he's like, yeah, this happened. This is not what makes you safe. Watching people, understanding their body language, reacting to problems when they occur, that makes them safe. Forcing people to go through ridiculous amounts of measures does not make you safer. All it does is take away your liberty, it takes away your money, it takes away your time. And, you know, has been done to address this problem. They said, oh, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. But nothing has been done. My friends who were flying told me how humiliating an experience it was. People that opt out of this, they make them strip in clear glass areas where everyone else can see. The reason why I know this, one of my friends called me and said, hey, they got this chick topless of this lady. She's hot. You should see this. I should snap pictures. What citizen wants to go through with that? Why would you have to go through that? You're an American. You're not a terrorist. You're not there to blow up a plane. You're there to go somewhere, to go on vacation, go see your children, go see your parents. You do not need to go through this. What kind of a country are we living in where we're forced to do this? It's disgusting. 
can keep right. going with that. But I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate here, okay? Okay. Is, now I'll offer my opinion after. It won't be very surprising, but I'm gonna go back to what you just said. Now, because of these individuals, the crotch bummer and all these other sick sick bastards out there that want to find new ways to blow our planes and kill Americans and kill Europeans and kill this and, kill that and whatever their extreme beliefs have them do, but um. Some will say, and some have said, that this process is done because there's no other way to properly scan or look for these devices or you know these these man-made things that are going to cause extensive damage. So, there the argument for this is that it's not something that even we like to do, but it's something that we feel is a necessary step in order to try to protect the lives of the many. So what what would you say to that? I mean, I know you touched on that before, but it's it's not even so much a catch-22. I understand that side of the argument. I understand where we're coming from. But, well, before I get into my, my thoughts, you got you – go Okay, well, I'll, I'll chime back in with this. I believe there are reasonable ways to ensure security. I personally, and some people are going to say, oh, this guy's just crazy. I think profiling should be done. I think, you know, unfortunately, if you see someone that looks like they're Arabic or something or someone even acting weird, those people should be followed, okay? You're, you're going to pay more attention to somebody who's a foreigner just because you don't know what they're doing. They don't look like us. They're not, you know, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but – People that more or less are trying to do stuff like this aren't Americans. They're they're not you know Americans aren't the ones who are trying to kill us. It's people that aren't Americans. Um, there's ways to detect what people you know how people are acting and stuff. There's many methods taught on this. Do I think that we need to start going into invasive scanning, irradiating people, um, filming them naked? No. I mean we're we're if you start going that way, where does the line stop? You say, oh, well, it's necessary to keep us safe. Well, then I can also further that argument by saying, well, it's necessary to take all sorts of guns and knives away from people to keep them safe because that's how people get killed. Now you're saying, oh, well, that's not, you know, maybe scanning people is not as extreme, but it's going down that road. If you're going to say we have to do this to ensure safety, you can say, oh, well, we may have to do this to ensure safety. We have to hit a wall somewhere. At some point, safety should not cross the line into liberty. As Ben Franklin said, if you give up your liberty for an ounce of safety, then you deserve a safety. If you give up your liberty and freedom for some safety, then you deserve neither liberty or freedom. And he's very right with that. I mean, it's spoken 200 years ago, but it's still accurate. Correct. Well, and you're dead on. You are dead on. And uh, do you hear the sound on your end too? What's that? Do you hear a little a little clicking sound on your end by chance? Yeah, I, I I think our connection is starting to go bad. I've got about half a foot of snow out here, so you might be starting to hit some of it too. It's, yeah. Well, anyway, um, Scott, I love it. Thank you, Scott, and laptops with wireless cards. Anyway, my my thought is simply, uh, hang on, you know. <laughs> You gotta love when people are trying to call you via Skype or you're using Skype to conduct a radio show. That is true blue professionalism. Uh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, I couldn't answer that call. But anyway, <laughs> I 
I understand and I appreciate that steps are being done to try to protect us. I don't knock I don't knock TSA people because I you know, I, I feel for them having a job to do and it's not a job that warrants popularity or a job that warrants like praise. I know that when I go through checkouts, uh, well, checkouts, whatever the hell you want to call it, the scanners at airports, I thank the TSA officers because they're doing a job to keep us safe, and, you know, and that means something to me. I thank all law enforcement, anybody that, you know, puts their lives in a bond or does their part to keep us safe, keep Americans safe, everybody safe, obviously means a lot to me, and they're, they want our respect. But I agree wholeheartedly with what you said. There's... No cause for this. There's no reason for this. It's, first off, the radiation, yeah. I mean, that's just sick and twisted in its own right. Secondly, it, it is, it's embarrassing. It's mortifying. People shouldn't have to be subjected to embarrassment when they paid a lot of money to take a plane somewhere. You know, it's just wrong and it's done in poor taste and you can't tell me with everything out there today that we can't find a better way, a non-invasive way if you will, and a non-radioactive way to actually do a better job screening here. And nobody is going to tell me otherwise because I just find that to be BS. <laughs> I'm sorry but the truth is the truth. So in regards to the profiling thing, now not that anybody really needs to be addressed with this, but no voice to the people or this radio show is not condoning the racial profiling of anybody, just so you know, because, you know, we are our little undercover scumbags out there that listen to our stuff and look for anything we say to use against us. I think that what's being said here, and like you're right, is the fact that it is certain class of people that have predominantly tried to do harm and have done harm to the American people and the European people, and unfortunately, the ones perpetrating these acts cause this bad taste. They cause profiling of people from their country. Even those who just want to come here, just visit America, live in America, whatever, they bring this upon themselves. They're not doing a service to the people of the country, because 98% of the countries, of the people in those countries that even we're at, we're at war with, don't subscribe to these radical, extremist, Islamic beliefs. So these individuals that are striking for the name of Allah, in the name of their country, they're striking out of their own ignorance, their own stupidity, and their own hatred and ugliness. They're scumbags. They don't represent anybody's good-natured will. They represent their own idealistic beliefs. And it's sad that we have this continue in any part of the world. So profiling, you know what? I, I've worked jobs in loss prevention work. You look for a certain type of person that's going to give you signs to indicate that they're nervous about something, they're fidgety, they're acting a certain way. Well, you're not profiling. Exactly. Yeah, you're not profiling them. You're responding to that body language, like you said. I got training in it, and I didn't have, you know, it was no special need. It didn't cost millions of dollars. You know, it, it's just the way things are and the way things have to be. So when the airline industry is bitching and moaning about how they're losing money, well, sorry. Maybe you need to look at your own practices a little bit deeper and realize that you're the ones causing it. 
You're the one. Well, that's not airline practices. That's being forced on them by the government. That's government mandated that those things are out there. Correct. But, and, you know, and I'll, I'll retract that because you you're correct. I, I get a little caught up and I say things half a sometimes. Sorry. But, no, you're right. It is a government mandate. And, all right, well, I don't want it in any way. I, and this I can't do. I in no way stick up the airlines because I know it's with their overhyped pricing and and crazy ass things. I mean, how much did we, I? Um, you were me who had a big bag luggage. What was it like fifty dollars to put the bag on the plane like three times, taking three flights or whatever? I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, after paying, yeah. After oh, we don't, <laughs> we don't want to talk about our experiences in airports and flights. <laughs> uh, that's another story, ladies and gentlemen. But um, you know, they're, so they're out of control in a sense. But no, they they do get a pass in that. And you are correct. That is our federal government saying we're going to go into your life, we're going to look at you the way we want to look at you, do what we want to do, and you're going to accept it. Otherwise, we're going to embarrass you further, or you're not getting on this plane. So. When the government numbers come out about tourists being down and flying being down, well, we know where that comes from and we know why. Okay? So, sad but true, but still, bottom line, these full-body scanners are wrong. More more things can be done. Better training can be given to people of TSA or whatever. We're just regular airline employees or airport employees. There's other steps we take instead of doing these methods. Because these methods make us it's black mark on America. It shows that being the most civilized and greatest country on God's green earth, that we have to resort to almost Gestapo-like tactics with this stuff, it doesn't speak well for us. And that's all I got to say on that. <laughs> if, I might, if I might add in a little bit more to it, because you know, part of the purpose of our show is to give people some answers. And I'm sure there are people out there saying, well, what do you recommend as far as giving us some better solutions? If we were to try and pass on to our lawmakers or people we want to support to be lawmakers some ideas, what do we say to them? I have a friend of mine who worked in an Atlantic City casino for years, was in, a, in the security division, told me all about some of the things that are not invasive, well, not technically invasive, like cameras and that, that can actually watch the way a person walks to see if they're carrying something like a knife, a gun underneath some clothing, it's basically there's programs designed to fill people while they're walking through like a hallway or an entrance to a building that can actually identify these things. And it's going to seem odd when I say this, but if we actually ran our airport security like we did casino security, let me tell you, those casinos are pretty damn secure. They nab people, you know, with stuff on them before they're even 20 feet in the building for the most part. It's very rare for people to get into a, get past casino security and cause some major harm. Now it still happens. But it's you know for the volume of people that get into those things, it's an extremely extremely low percentage. I would rather see something like that implemented, where you have like a major modern security system doing the bulk of the work. Because computers don't screw up. I mean, you're still going to need people to read body language and things of that nature. But if you had a setup like that, you could eliminate the need for all this stuff. You know, you can eliminate the need for humiliating people and irradiating people. I think it's a much better solution than what we have. Uh, that's at least my two cents as far as something that we could recommend for it. You know what? I didn't even think about that, and you're dead on there. That would actually be a wonderful implementation, you know, and that's something that would I would assume prove to be very effective and not mortify people in the process. So very good point. 
That's something I'd even think of. But see, again, simple things can be done. I mean, with the systems they use in casinos, with the surveillance and everything else, we know how much that costs. And it's not cheap, but I guarantee you it's cheaper than one of these full body scanners, much less the how whoever knows how many, who knows how many are in airports or how much money was allowed by the federal government to get these things and to increase the security methods, they could save a lot a lot more money just hiring, creating jobs. By hiring people to do this surveillance, put these camera systems in place, and I guarantee you, Bill would be about half of what was spent for these full-body scanner techniques. So, very well done, Mike. i got to give you that. that I Never even thought about that. See? Simple well, solution. You. You're welcome. Yeah. I, kudos to you, my friend. So, okay, okay. I, I'm, I'm going to move on here. I, I Just so everybody knows, everybody knows, Mike is kind of learning this as, as he's on the phone with me. We are not going to do the whole two hours tonight. I'm, I'm going to give you all a break from hearing our voices, but it, it, we're going to go a little bit longer. Don't worry. But... Because the way this show came about, like I said, the the reason why, and, and anybody listening, find us on Facebook. It's Voice of the People USA Radio fan page. Just type in Voice of the People <laughs> on Facebook or log on to blogtalkradio.com slash USA. You see the link for it. That is something that I've been pushing because this show even though we're pretty much in our infancy here on Blue Talk Radio, but doing the one-hour shows here and there for the last few months, but this new setup with the, the two-hour shows, this has been an experiment, if you will. This has been to gauge the amount of support that we've received people all across the country and really across the world, and it's because of all of you that you do what we do. So... But I am going to hold off this major, major announcement. Mike, you'll find out on Sunday. Everybody else, you'll find out on Monday night. The is first off is seven o'clock good for you Monday? Can you pull that off? Um, I'd probably be able to get on about seven thirty or so. Okay. Well, that works. You could do the last hour and a half then. Okay. Yeah, I should be able to. Okay. Just because I don't get out of work until exactly 7, and there's like, you know, 15, 20 minutes to get from work to my house, so. Got it. Well, if you don't mind that, then we're going to go Monday night, 7 p.m. until 9 p.m. Eastern time. And during that show, we are going to have, we're going to have two special, special guests that will be released to all of you this Saturday. We're going to put it out there to all our blog followers, to all our followers on Facebook, to all our friends, our email list, everybody. You'll find out who the guests are going to be. Also, I'm going to make the full-fledged announcement about what's going on. The reason why I'm asking everybody to like this fan page on Facebook, obviously, I hate being one of the persistent people on Facebook. And I know there are a lot of people listening or going to be listening to the on-demand episodes of, you know, that follow us on Facebook, and you'll see that I keep posting the same link over, over again. And I, I annoy myself, so don't worry. I apologize. But <laughs> doing it for a reason. We have an opportunity given to us, that is an incredible one. It doesn't mean we're going to get rich or anything else off of what we do because we believe in the integrity of this. But it's an opportunity to expand our market and to get across this country in an even bigger format on actual AM radio stations, Sirius XM satellite station 
It's an advance of a lifetime. And the only thing they want to see is that there's enough support for it. They listened to on-demand episodes and actually liked it, which, hey, that speaks to us. I mean, I, I think I speak for Andy in saying we're just, we go with the Mike, you're definitely the more intelligent one and <laughs> out of the three of us. But go to speak to that. We've pulled something special off here because our format is completely different. We come into this with, like Mike said before, we don't come into this with game plans and strategy and the same old tired talking points. I'm going to talk about this because this is hot. So I'll get a reaction. And I'm going to say this because this might sound controversial. And maybe I'll get it, ooh, and ah from the people listening. I hate that crap. I hate that. I hate the tired, stable BS radio show host that says the same things every time, just reworded differently to try to make themselves sound shocking or compelling or interesting. No. If you can't speak from your heart and speak off the top of your head and just talk in a common sense fashion about what's going on, then how do you expect to address the, the people as a whole? Because all of us are one and the same. We suffer together, we struggle together, and we want real change together. So, what we've done has apparently sparked some interest. And that includes not only this blog talk format, this show getting out there to potentially millions of more people. Also, also, to give us the chance to go into a studio, ah, <laughs> an actual studio, and do a real professional sounding, if you will, radio show, minus technical flaws and everything else so to give you all a better product but most importantly give you all another format another avenue another way to reach out and be heard so that's what we're going to be announcing on monday night and again this show tonight really wasn't given any type of hyper publicity i just kind of threw it out there last minute i apologize to mike i apologize to andy who couldn't be with us tonight and everybody else out there because i usually spend more time putting more promotion into it, but there's reasons for everything. And now we're going to stick with the structured format. Monday night, we're going to do our show at 7, and Thursday night, we're going to do our show. And Thursday night's show might be might, maybe 9 o'clock, do a half hour earlier, run that from 9 to 11, because I also want to give this app, this resource out there to our friends, the West Coast, Central America, <laughs> Central America, that sounded wrong, and, and the... <laughs> Well, then, too, in middle America, all our time issues to be squashed there and get everybody a chance to, to gather around and listen to our little show together. Call in, join the chat room, be a part of the conversation, be a part of the dialogue. But we're going to actually start demonstrating some structure now. And there's a lot of big things forthcoming, and I want to get into it all. I want to share it all with you, but I promise you, waiting until Monday night will prove to be worth it. With the level of guests we're going to have on, with the announcements we're going to make, and things we're going to talk about, I promise you, it is going to be worth the wait. And I think I speak for all of us, of course, when I say thank you to everybody that continues to listen. And even those who can't listen live, all you people that go out there and actually click on site and listen to the on-man episodes, which is the replay of our broadcast, thank you. I, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. One thing I've seen since 2007 is the greatness of American people. I've seen just 
the generosity of the American people with their caring and their time and actually putting thought and supporting just us. We've done what we said, believing in us, giving us the time of day. It's because of all of you that all of us can keep on going. We're inspired because of you. We care about the same things. We want the same things. You want a better America for all of us. We want the common sense issues to be addressed and fixed. And it continues. Going into this radio show market, i got to admit, it's been an incredible experience. And, I mean, Mike, we, we spoke about this over summer, if you remember my rants about radio shows. Um, yeah, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> I think you were the one that said, did you ask? <laughs> yeah, they, they won't know what we're talking about. But and needless to say, we, we were given an opportunity to have a radio show on a uh, – a different network, if you will, and we ran that show one week, and Mike wasn't involved in that one, <laughs> and that sucked, and I apologize for that, because I really enjoy having you a part of this, and you should have been a part of that one. I didn't get a phone call for that one. No, you didn't, and that is <laughs> <laughs> disrespectful, but it was so, it was one hour, it was so rushed, we had commercials, we had breaks. We had station identification. We had control, 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 control. Basically, it gave us no opportunity to even begin to dwell into the things that we want to talk about, that you want to hear, to really give the opportunity to be a part of something. It was just this controlled thing, and it was the same old. Well, you can talk about whatever you want, but we prefer if you talk about this. Screw you. You don't tell me or Mike, or Andy, or any of you, what we can and cannot say. Okay? We say how we feel. We speak our mind. We say what we want. Because, damn it, we have that right. That's what we believe in. So, that relationship came to an end. And we're no longer broadcasting on there. And decided to give this block talk thing a try. And, uh... I gotta admit, it's been it's been a one hell of a educational but wonderful experience, and because of this, and because of the fact that you out there care, we have a chance to go far greater than we ever expected. And thank you for that. Okay, Mike, you talk. It does now. say a lot about the people that listen to us. I mean, obviously, we would be nothing without people listening here, and it's really refreshing to me to know that there are a lot of people out there that listen, obviously because they care about the stuff we're bringing up. And it really makes me feel a lot better about the world out there in general, knowing that there are a lot of people that care about the issues that we care about. I mean, you know, we, we do to cover a lot of things here. And obviously there there is some interest, a, a bit of interest in it for people to be tuning in. And, it, uh, you know, I really do appreciate it. I just want to tell everyone out there, you know, I don't talk much about the people that are listening or whatever, but, you know, you guys are what makes us able to do what we've been doing and, you know, thank you. Thank you for your concern. Thank you for your thoughts. Thank you for the input you guys give us. The people that call in, the people that put things in the chat rooms, thank you. I really do appreciate it. Amen. Perfectly said, my friend. You know, and we, we've always been kind of an alternative to the, the populist movements and everything else going on. We've we've been something different. You know, we jump around a lot. and Yeah, maybe got to practice on my structuring and things like that. But you know what? It's people speaking to the people for the people. And this show is by all of you, the people. 
It sounds almost cliche and like I'm repeating a line, but it's true. And this market, this format really shows that and demonstrates it. And I just find that to be absolutely astonishing to me because, you know, it shows that you out there get Even if you don't agree, like last week we had Tony from Ohio call again. And he had different beliefs than us. And we had a damn fine intellectual debate. And he was no way advocating any type of socialism or liberalism or anything else. Just a different perspective, a different belief, and a lot of facts. But you see, at the end of it, we thanked him. He thanked us. He's a listener. He still continues to engage. He still continues to follow us and supports what we do. That's what it's about. We need to have this format so people, even of different opinions, have a place to come on the air and talk about things like adults, to talk about things intellectually rather than just name-calling and finger-opening. We are more than that. You all deserve better than that. And that's what I hope that we can continue to bring you every single week. And like I said, you all hear the news, you're going you're gonna to get the enormity of what I'm talking about. We have a far, far, more far-reaching opportunity to get out there to even more of you out there and be amazing. And this show will most likely, and Mike, this is new to you as well, this show will most likely in the next couple of weeks be moving to three hours. And I know that's a bit long. I know. We continue with the power format for a while, but... From If you listen to our past couple episodes here, you've seen that when we have people calling in, we have you know people in the chat room responding to questions back and forth, and just the flow goes quickly, and time does go quick. It doesn't matter if you have an hour, two hours, three hours, it moves. And we're going to judge that and see what's best for all of you, what you guys can handle, but we're willing to go that extra hour longer just to give you all the opportunity to be heard, because that's what we do. Okay. Now, real quick, I forgot to bring this up before. And this is something I did have pre-planned, but shame on me. I took the up back to the Tucson shooting, the sheriff, sheriff, um, dumb dick, uh, Duffnick of Pima County in Arizona. You know, the one that called us all, you know, mass murdering, killing evil people that, oh, yeah. People, yeah, want national security, immigration enforcement, you know, Tea Partiers, immigration, whatever. We're all big bad racists. Well, there's an effort being proposed and being enacted by the residents of that county and surrounding counties throughout Arizona to issue a recall of Sheriff Dupnick and actually remove him from elected office. And I don't know all the information yet. I recently found this out. And as we do find out more, we're going to invite those people on this show as well to talk about what they have going on and talk about that issue because, you know what, power to the people all the way. That is a, an amazing thing and a great step forward. That's something that matters. That's something that can actually right a wrong, can remove somebody who is one of those opportunistic, hateful people from the people's office because he insulted and put the people in danger. That is is an effort as an undertaking that I wholeheartedly support and I want to give them many, many thanks and show a lot of respect to them because they deserve it. Good for you. Good for you to stand to the people of authority that think they're somehow better than you. Remember, one thing you're going to see, there are those few exceptions out there of political officials that have been good to the people, that actually care about the electorate, 
care about their constituents, that want to fix the wrongs. And we've been fortunate to meet some of them, and I'm sure in this process we're going to meet a lot more. So when they're on this show, we're going to address them as state representative or congressman or sheriff, etc. If that's not a little bit of a hint, you know, a sign of what's forthcoming, do the math there. Too many teasers. I know. I know. I'm leaving you on the edge of your seat. I know. I wish. But anyway, <laughs> um, something that I dealt with with Congressman Paul Kandorsky. <laughs> you know, he's no longer congressman, of course. Mayor Barletta has taken his seat. And yay. Anyway, but Congressman Paul Kandorsky and I had a, had a phone call about two years ago. And we were talking about a congressional investigation in Pennsylvania because of what was going on in this district and the ICE agents and things like that. Got on the phone with him, and I had to speak to his aide, which, of course, you know, the phone call in motion, and then please hold for the congressman. And then I hear Dan Smeriglio. So I say, hi, Paul, how are you? The first thing I hear was, You'll address me as congressman. Well, my reply to that was, are you going to address me as sir? He goes, excuse me? I said, well, why should I address you by your elected title, the People's Office of Congress? You're an elected representative of the people. Therefore, you're in no position of authority to be over us. You don't run us. You don't control us. You're not better than us. You work for us. Therefore, we are your boss. Not the other way around. You will not be spoken to by your title because you aren't your title. You're a person. I'm a person. We are the people, and we demand to be treated as such. So when you speak down to the people that, not me, of course, that put you in office, it insults me. When I said this to him, the conversation was immediately terminated, of course. So my point to all of this was, some elected officials, you know what? If you want to be addressed as your title, you know, as a sign of respect, I'm fine with that. But you better show me that you've done something for the constituents to earn that respect, to earn that title in your name. Because winning election doesn't mean you've earned respect. It means one base got you in. You spent more money. This doesn't obviously fly with everybody, but the elections out there expect that. So, some guests that call in, they're not going to be on our side. They're going to be downright confrontational. And these people will be in high offices, but they're going to be spoken to as one human being to another human being. Bottom line, if you think you're going to come on this show and be pandered to and have the red carpet rolled out for you and treated like you're some sort of God's gift to the world, you are sadly mistaken because... When the people speak, we expect to be treated with the same respect that you think you warrant. You get what I'm saying here? You with me, Mike? I got you. I, I completely understand what you mean. Uh, sorry. That was that was kind of your, my half-hearted, I'm tired rant. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. So, okay. so, Mike, is there anything else that you'd like to address on this show? Uh, for tonight, no, because I actually got to go out and get some shoveling done and throw out some rock salt, unfortunately. <laughs> so you're oh, yeah, get... I get to bed and get to work. 
Yeah, well, you got you got me beat. I'll be at work until 1 tomorrow, so you got me beat. <laughs> yeah, 5 o'clock comes early in the morning, believe me. Almost definitely. Well, that that works for me. Now, hopefully you'll agree, but I want to say the fact that you and I, we've, we've never had the chance to do a show where it's just you and I. You know, we've done other things where it's just you and I and everything else. And I love when it's all three of us together because we can bounce off each other. It's great. But I want to say that it truly was an honor for me to do this show with you, just us two. You know, we miss Andy and we look forward to him returning on Monday. But it was truly an honor to be with you and I appreciate it. And I thank you for wanting to be a part of this and continuing to stand with me and with all of us and with everybody out there that listens. So, Mike, thank you for that. Hey, thank you, man. It's it's been great having me. I'm like really thankful that you have me on, man. I really do appreciate it. Um, we appreciate you, and that goes without saying. So, then, all of you out there, you're gonna catch a little bit of a break tonight because I am gonna shut up with my bloviating. Mike is one of the ones you probably don't want to shut up because he's more intellectual, but <laughs> he's gonna shut up too because he's got stuff to do. And we are going to give you all a break. And like I said, this will be the only show of this type that is done shorter than the allotted time that we have. And I do apologize for that for those who are listening. But, again, I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for taking the time out of your day or out of your night to give us the time of day to let us into your home, so to speak, via your computer or your XM radio. And I really I appreciate the, you know, you guys are sticking with us. So thank you for that. Monday night, 7 p.m. until 9 p.m. Eastern, Voice of the People will be returning. And on that show, like I said, special guests. We're going to have special contributors, something new. I, I think it's good to change it up a little bit, have different people calling in from different parts of the of the world, so to speak, to offer their unique opinion and criticism and analyzing, analyzing or whatever you want to call it. This is something different. And again, we're going to have very, very big news, major announcement this Monday night. So I ask you all, please join us. And please follow us on blogtalkradio.com slash VOPUSA. Click on the follow link. That'll link you right into our Blog Talk account as well as our Twitter page. I still have a hard time saying that, Twitter. I'm not good with the tweets on Twitter, but... We ask that you follow up, stay up to date. And again, it's Voice of the People USA Radio fan page. That's found on Facebook. In 48 hours, we got up to over 350 people. So that was definitely awesome. And we're going to try to push it hard throughout the weekend to try to, you know, make those numbers rise up. And everybody out there, you may go on the computer to listen to shows like this, but you may not be into the Facebook I understand that, and I respect your opinion, so don't worry. But if you know somebody who is on Facebook who will be interested, please check us out. Click that like button on the fan page. Show some support. And that is it. I am done. So, Mike, the floor is yours to say goodnight, my friend. Take care, everybody, and we'll see you on Monday. That was quick. God, you sound professional. You know, I can't I try say to be anything. sometimes. Uh, I, man, you got to teach me. You know I can never say anything quick. I suck for that. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know. I got my little my cues mixed up tonight, but I believe the song we'll be closing with is Justice by Rev Theory. 
And again, thank you everybody for listening. This has been Voice of the People Radio, live on blogtalkradio.com slash VOPUSA. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Join us. Tell your friends. Tell your family. This is a show for you to engage and rage and to be heard. And together, we will fix what's wrong with this country. It starts with you. Thank you for listening. Mike, thank you again for joining, my friend. I appreciate it. And no problem, man. And stay and listen to the song if you want. And we will definitely be seeing you all again this Monday night at 7 p.m. Eastern. Thank you all. God bless you all. Remember, check out our online episodes if you missed us. Thank you. Take care, everybody. God bless you all. God bless America. It was the wrong song. So this is Rev. Free's Justice. Sorry. <laughs>
Justice, and this is, yet again, Dan Spriglio, Voice of the People USA, and Voice of the People USA Radio, again, thanking you all, wishing you all a great rest of night, and for our West Coast friends, a great rest of evening. Thank you all again. God bless. Thank you, and we will see you Monday night at 7. Remember, check out Voice of the People USA Radio fan page on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and mark us the favorite here on Blog Talk Radio. God bless. At Speedway, we've always been here to get you what you need, when you need it. We're committed to keeping our stores open, clean, and safe, so you can stay fueled and refreshed all summer long. We've got cold drinks for hot days, and frozen drinks for even hotter ones, plus energy boosts, quick bites, and pick-me-ups. We're always on your way, and we're always here for you. So no matter what you need, when you stop by, we'll be ready. Now, any Speedy Freeze up to Mighty Size is just 99 cents. At Speedway, we've always been here to get you what you need, when you need it. We're committed to keeping our stores open, clean, and safe, so you can stay fueled and refreshed all summer long. We've got cold drinks for hot days, and frozen drinks for even hotter ones, plus energy boosts, quick bites, and pick-me-ups. We're always on your way, and we're always here for you. So no matter what you need, when you stop by, we'll be ready. Now, any Speedy Freeze up to Mighty Size is just 99 cents.